This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 Central, at www.twitch.tv backslash BlancaOG. Hope you enjoy the show. Yeah, I saw the lean. My bad. I kind of like do like a little bit of a stretch to kind of like a little bit of like a pump up right before I got to talk. And that's going to be in that audio now. I'm pretty sure I can clip that out though. I'm a, I, it's just yeah, an yeah. audio clip. Had a nice little groan in there. <gasps> yeah, I'm getting older, man. All right. Those those stretches are, are, are just getting uh, harder and harder to pull off. Good evening, guys. Everybody listening. Hopefully you all had a, a good weekend. Plenty to talk about, obviously, with... Uh, the coaching carousel we'll be talking about later in the tailgate. Um, but first thing that we do need to announce, big news, obviously, the biggest news uh, for us is tomorrow's Brooks' birthday. Yeah, and, and and he's gonna be humble about it and not like he's look, look, look he's just doing a little nod, like oh yeah. But cheers to you, Brooks. Clink. Um, always got always, a shot bet that the pay off so we'll <laughs> pretend it's a birthday shot it's it's a it's yeah. a twofer shot birthday shots count as shot bet debts we can do that that's completely fair and even. there you go um the but 31 there you go man. oh shit yeah. that's it it's the downhill mark yeah <laughs> 30 was pretty cool i don't really know what to do with 31 there's so. nothing <laughs> there's nothing it's just another one at that point like it's every like it's five like- years there's like no good athlete that wears number thirty-one either, you know. No. <laughs> if they got number thirty-one, they're they're on the bench. I'm sorry, that's it. Where <laughs> they're like a backup <laughs> running back. Yeah, that's, that's usually what thirty-one is reserved for. Oh, man. So, Let's look. Jamal um, Lewis, Greg Maddox. What? That's, that's okay. Ph- okay it's phenomenal. I think we're doing okay at thirty-one. Yeah. That's what it is. Nobody ever tweets that. Reggie I'm Miller, that dog. Later. That's it. That's oh, yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be your new. There we the, go. The, Reggie the Miller. Tweet. We found it. We found Damn Reggie it. Miller year. Can I change? <laughs> can I change the tweet that I put out for the for the episode this week and just put the Reggie Miller year? Put it on the. Uh, I might yeah. put it in the in the notes on the on the podcast. All right. Yeah, sure. Oh man, but Reggie probably... Miller isn't even the best shooter ever. He's like the fourth best shooter ever. <laughs> But to but to but to find thirty one and to find yeah. the thirty one year, I mean that that's you know, that's a, that's a little gem. We'll 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 take that. So, um, plenty to talk about today though. This is a, this is Club Red guys, where we talk about what's going on for Texas Tech. Uh, obviously, plenty going on there with uh, the football season wrapping up. Uh, that that Baylor game uh, definitely uh, had a lot of us on the edge of our seats, kind of with a little bit of hope, a little bit of downfall. We'll talk about that. We got a couple of coaching changes. And then basketball continues to roll on with the offensive, what feels like an offensive powerhouse. And defensively, they're looking pretty solid again on these little fluff games. Uh, but uh, before we do jump into this episode, make sure if you're not already, follow us on iTunes and Spotify. If, is it, if it is on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Drop a good review below. If you're looking for us on social medias, uh, on Twitter we are uh, at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And if you do swing by that YouTube channel... Hit the subscribe and the bell. That way uh, you're notified every time we post a new video a couple times a week, actually. 
Oh, excuse me. Too much beer. Um, personal accounts. Dustin, you can find him at Dustin Weaver 22 Brooks at Calvin B. Barrett. And me at Blanca where the L is a 1. And lastly, if you have any sort of thoughts, questions, or anything you want to hear discussed on the show, make sure to email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. Let's jump into this episode. We got plenty to talk about with this episode of Club Red. Nope, nope. Not the right one. We got to do the right one. We're going to start this thing off right. I hope we don't get like DMCA'd one day for that. Like, I, I love that audio clip, and I, I hope I never have I to know. change it. Like, I've been using it in the YouTube videos too. If you can, yeah, like, it, our it, basketball ones, I'll clip like a little highlight thing, and then I'll have it on in the background while they're. <laughs> it uh, it uh, it flags our our YouTube videos, so like we can't make a profit from them. Although like we're not making one anyways, so like yeah. it's fine for now. But like if the YouTube videos ever hit like really high, then like we'd have to look at it. But anyways, jumping into this episode, we got Texas Tech football to open it up with. Talk about Texas Tech. Loses the regular last regular season game of the year, so close, uh, twenty seven to twenty four. Uh, it was a game that many of us didn't really uh, didn't really think we had a, a solid chance yet. Uh, with them being number uh, what were they eight in the nation at the time, um, but uh, hell of an effort from this team. Uh, Brooks, initial thoughts, reactions to this Baylor game, to the Baylor loss. What are you thinking over there? What did you think? It was a tough way to end the regular season for sure. Um, but a lot of positives, I think, to take from this game. And ultimately, you can be proud of the fight that we showed going on the road against a top 10 team in the nation, actually shooting yourself in the foot multiple times, multiple t- turnovers, a horrible penalty on TJ uh, Stormont, who's like the worst player to ever come through Texas Tech. Uh, he's just been garbage all year. Uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry to get off on him, but you, you shot yourself in the foot over and over and over again. And yet you found yourself in the last minute of the game with a chance to tie and take, you know, a top 10 team to overtime. Um, so a lot of things to be proud of from this team in that game. I think uh, your offense figured it out in the second half and put together some impressive drives when you needed them to and your defense while it kind of did the bend don't break type thing. It's not like they gave up a whole lot of points. They gave up a lot of yards, uh, gave up a lot of third and fourth downs, but when you needed them to make stops, they did. When you needed a fourth down stop, Colin Schooler was there again. And so there's a lot of, a lot of cool moments from this team, a lot of good plays, things that you'll remember for a while. And you just like to see them compete. You know, that's, that's kind of what we asked for, right? We want to see them compete and that's what they did. So, um, while it was disappointing, uh, to lose that game, I, I don't think there's any reason to hang your heads. You know, Jonathan Garibay has been awesome for us all year. Um, and you know, so I'm not going to be upset with him. I'm not going to be upset with anybody on this team for going out there and giving it all they had one last time. Hell, it was, it was, it was an amazing effort, man. Uh, uh, Dustin, I mean, obviously, you know, as soon as I said that we were so the play, third down and goal from the know, that was not me. Okay, sorry, no, no. Uh, so now, uh, whenever I'd mention 
the whole we were so close thing. You you kind of had the big sigh there too. Uh, what what are your thoughts about this Baylor game, man? Well, it's I don't know. Watching most of it early, it felt like we were kind of just always a couple steps behind throughout most of the game. It's like no, we're not getting torched. It's just like our offense kind of fluttering. I don't know if it was just maybe those two turnovers or kind of lack of first downs, but then they made it exciting at the end and defense did enough to hold us in it, give us a chance. Offense somehow called a stupid draw and then still got 20 yards the next play to give us a chance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Garibay After... just barely missed that kick too. That was not far off. He no. barely pulled that kick. There's in the uh, wind cap. It was also it. like a 52, 53, yeah. 53. And, yeah. uh, and, so like, and it, the ball, the ball was wet like before, but 52, 53 is still a long kick. Oh, so that was, he and did was that into the wind, into the, into wind, the wind, wind while the ball was wet. Like the guy still I mean, almost nailed a 53. Like that's, I felt insane. like we were never in the game until like the very last drive. And it's like, Oh, we got, gave ourselves a chance. Oh, gave yeah. ourselves a chance, kept doing it. And then just, barely missed it and feel like that was a lot of us this year kind of barely missing a lot of things i guess to kind of get into our next thing but yeah i wasn't disappointed either even though we took baylor who's gonna be second place at worst in the big 12 this year mm-hmm. you know and they needed to win this game really bad mm-hmm. to get into the big 12 champ game this weekend so proud of our guys and going out there and pulling it back in and almost getting there can we stop and talk about the quarterback draw? Oh, I knew you wanted to so bad. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the hell was that? I I like you were driving and I think about it now and you're if you ran a pass play, save you some time. Like you could have got closer for Garibay. Yeah. But you ran a quarterback draw with no timeouts left and like twenty stuck. seconds on the clock. Made no sense. Didn't get a first down. So the time just kept ticking. And then it put you at fourth down, I'm pretty sure. And yes. so you had to convert the next play. It was just – I was baffled at yeah, what Yeah, thank God there. the next play, the slant was open for 20 yards across oh, the yeah. middle and we could spike it. But that was – I get the thought process, but the risk-reward yeah. is both, fo- both so far on the end of the spectrum that – you're either yeah gonna run for twenty and then clock it, maybe get another play, or you might do what you did and get stuffed. Now you look like an idiot, and your your life is on the line with one play left. Yeah, I was like, this is how we're gonna oh. lose the game. That's how we're gonna lose the game right there. Is that dumb call? But you know, luckily, like Thank you said, God we were able to. Cost us. Uh, but it was another almost embarrassing clock management situation from yeah. Cumby, but. Other than that, yeah, it, it did feel like Oklahoma State all over again in that first half. You weren't really able to move the ball. Nope. And then finally broke through with the touchdown at the end, and we're like, okay, maybe we have a chance. And then second half, things started to pick up a lot more. And, that, I mean, how about that Travis Koontz call? Well, I'll, I'll give Cumby grief on Oh, my God, that was amazing. That. The Travis Koontz call was like an all-timer play right there. Like, he fooled me moving. so far, too. <laughs> the slowest 75 yard touchdown run ever <laughs> oh, man. crazy um overall though i'm not I, I i don't think anybody at texas tech is upset about this performance no like like it's 
You you can you there's can, the, you can nitpick the, it if you really wanted to, but like that's what I was gonna say. You you, you can that's, nitpick this here little bits here and there, but uh, so can Baylor. They were number eight in the nation, and I'm pretty sure they have a a, a very uh, happy fan base that they won, but pissed off that there was like by three points to us. Like, um, but we do kind of need to look at the next topic here, which is uh, the regular season wrap up. We ended on up with a six and six. Uh, but I don't think that that's the main story. I think the main issue that that most of us have here is that second little statistic there, which is three and six in conference. Uh, Dustin, what what are your thoughts about the regular season for Texas Tech this year? Pretty sure it's what we all predicted when we started this like three months ago. I mean, we had high ends and low ends, but I think most of us felt like felt that we were going to finish six and six, maybe seven and five. And most games kind of went how we thought, maybe besides the Texas blowout. Yeah. I think everything else was pretty close to what was expected. And we started 3-0, and Texas blew our doors off. We beat West Virginia kind of like we thought. And TCU kind of blew our doors off again. Coaching change happened. That's probably the biggest shock during the season. Um. Maybe your Kansas State game you look back on, you're like, mm, could have squeezed one out there. But yeah, I know I called the Iowa State upset as our last chance to pull one off there. I think you're happy with a close Baylor loss, honestly. Um, so, but sides like on the field stuff, not surprised besides our blowout against Texas, really. And uh, think like, we played most of the year with our third string quarterback and the backup from Utah State in some games. Yep. No, and and I think that I think if we if we do end up looking at the season in the end, uh, the 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 quarterback changes, the inconsistency from the person that touches the ball every down on the offense, uh, that's going to be kind of a big part of this story here. Uh, uh, Brooks, season wrap up. I mean, uh, yeah, we've had our highs, we've had our lows. What 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 are your thoughts about this this uh, season finisher finishing out? Well, in the end all be all, it's just another season where the lows outweigh the highs again. You know, your your wins were nice. Of course, beating Iowa State for the first time in a while was nice. Winning at West Virginia was nice. Beating Houston to start the season, those were nice. But ultimately, your losses are the ones that kind of define the season, right? You're going to look back and think about the blowout to Texas, the blowout at home against TCU. Yep. Um, you're going to be thinking about the shutout against Oklahoma State. Like, those are kind of the losses that the Kansas State game, too. Like, that that game right there, we should be 7-5. and five. There's yep. no doubt in my mind we should have won that one. Just – but – it's a roller coaster of a season. Obviously, it's going to be like that when you fire a coach. But, you know, when I look at the end of the season, I, I'm proud of the way our team fought, continued to hang in there, got to that sixth win to get us bowl eligible for the first time since 2017 yep. Yep. and give us another month of, you know, possible talking about Texas Tech football. And the big thing on this season for me right now, specifically, is Joey McGuire. True. And the possible hope that he brings with him, the recruiting, the staff additions that we'll get into, the all this stuff, this 
pump jack mentality. Sure, that's Cumby, but he's brought it in too. And just kind of this new energy that's been brought over the program here lately. And I can't help but feel hope at the end of this season and what's coming forward. And that's a different feeling than we've had the last several, several years of tech football is is that hope that maybe something brighter is around the corner. And so while it was a roller coaster year, while, you know, things didn't go exactly how we wanted, the Big 12 turned out like Oklahoma State and Baylor turned out really damn good, which we didn't expect at the beginning of the year. I think six and six overall is is definitely something that like, all right, we we got to a ball. We won the games we were supposed to. We maybe lost a couple we shouldn't have, but hey, at the end of the day, we're going bowling and some teams that are, you know, in your conference and trying to get out of it aren't. So, hey, mm-hmm. how about that? <laughs> Very true. Yeah, especially one of the teams that for no reason at all blew, blew us out of the water. Um, but uh, very, very good points there with that. I mean, um, it's it. the losses do, I, I think, is the main thing there, which is the highlight and uh, of the season itself. And that's the one where we need to see the turnaround. But I think the main high point is that McGuire hire. And, yeah. and it's showing. I mean, if anybody out there listening is watching the – Texas Tech football like Twitter feed like this dude is pulling three stars and above left and right wherever he wants like uh, people are decommitting for for this guy like it's 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 yeah. an absolute madhouse we, we we can probably talk about that here in a little bit but uh, it's constant yeah but the last thing I want to point out is oh, yeah. I think we got to enjoy the last bit of the season a little bit more after yeah, we fired totally Wells right. because we didn't yeah. have that hanging over us the rest of the season, which I think might have ruined all the end all of this. So getting True. that done early definitely kind of removed that stress from all of our lives uh, and gave us a chance to just kind of watch the football games. And, hey, if we win, we win, we lose, we lose. And, and that's kind of what the what made it nice, not yeah. so stressful. Yes. Well, and, and you said one key word there, I think, which was we're hopeful now. Like, like we haven't seen McGuire be a head coach in, in in college football at all, but I think most of us are just hopeful. And it's weird because I, I wasn't ever like I kind of like the cliff hire because of some of the quarterbacks he worked with, but that was and he was a you know TTU alum. But I was never like extremely hopeful. I was just like, oh, this could work out. But like, it's a whole different vibe with this guy, and and I, I think that that's the kind of the key word uh, that I'm digging out of that whole thing. Um, but, uh, speaking of coaching staff changes, uh, Sonny Cumbie officially announced as the offensive coordinator for Texas Tech. And then three days later, Sonny Cumbie is officially announced the head coach for Louisiana Tech. Uh, so, uh, Brooks, start us off here. I mean, uh, what do you think about this? Like, good for him, bad for us. Uh, I mean, I, I know we kind of offered him the job, he accepted it, and then I guess... Uh, this was a bigger opportunity for him to be a head coach somewhere. Um, what What is your gut reaction to, to Sonny Cumbie moving over to Louisiana Tech? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same I was when we announced him as the offensive coordinator. I was like, all right, okay. And then with this, I'm like, all right, okay. Like, <laughs> obviously, it's a great opportunity for him. And, and if anything, what I'll remember Sonny for this year is what he did after Wells was gone. Like he was put in a really tough situation and, and he took it and made it his own. And, you know, I, I really appreciate what he's done for us. And as a former Red Raider, he'll always be a Red Raider. And so, you know, 
hope nothing but the best for him. It's a cool opportunity. We've known he's wanted to be a head coach. So he gets his foot, uh, you know, in the pool here and at a, a university that's going to be good for him. So nothing but the best for him. But as for us, I think, you know, hey, let's go figure out who our next offensive coordinator is. I think there's still some great options out there. So yeah. it's nothing that I'm really panicking on right now, but just kind of, you know, thankful for what Cumbie did here at the end yeah. of the season. And yeah, hopefully he does well with this opportunity. Yeah, I'm kind of kind of with you on that. Uh, you know, the, I think the main reason for me was just it was a continuation for the for the players. Yeah. A little bit, uh, Dustin. What, what what are your thoughts on the on the on the Cumby move, man? I mean, uh, you love it, you hate it, you're kind of indifferent. Like, eh, we'll move on. What? Yeah, I'm indifferent. We'll move on. I mean, we kind of initially expected maybe he was just doing this for experience, not actually gonna take that. And then the next day, he does take it. But obviously, how you can see the last few days of when that's how college football coaching carousel works you don't see something coming you don't expect something and bam happens but he wanted the opportunity to go be the head guy and run his own program um good for him yep at a place that recently i mean not the last couple of years but prior to the last couple of years had been a really good program um especially in a good place to recruit in so maybe he can take that back to where it was five to ten years ago when they were pretty solid and ranked in the top low end top 25 you know better what tech was doing then <laughs> yep. so maybe he can do something we don't know he wanted the opportunity you know, from what we can tell with some of these other coaches and he he wanted the challenge of that a different position in his own job so good for him yeah uh, i i think that's kind of it and i i think everybody's just kind of like all right well uh you know glad glad he found something like uh, everybody kind of he did enough yeah. to, to earn or keep the job and, and to kind of keep that continuation for this year's, you know, uh, juniors and juniors to freshmen or red shirts. Like he did enough to keep that position and, and again, kind of have a little bit of a fluid change from from the previous to, to what's going to be the future with McGuire. But I, I'm not upset about this at all. Uh, good for him. Uh, he he's, seems like a really lovable guy. The entire staff loves him. And so, like, uh, you, you, you hope – that uh that he does well over there but um other additions that we do kind of want to look at are, are going to be uh, a couple of people uh i don't know does anybody have a full roster of this uh, i i got some some stuff from the twitter pulled up but uh Joey, yeah i have the notables dustin do you have the, uh, i can just read through the notables right i was here. just gonna say that now with Cumby leaving um hmm. smith is our only guy that is still going to be kept on staff from what we've heard from oh, as like a, like a coaching staff because uh some of the people who are like player personnel and stuff like that they are staying like sammy morris is staying yeah. antonio huffman yeah, yeah, are yeah. staying yeah but yeah they're they're like as for coaching staff yeah yep but yeah so um, our new so our, our new announcements of guys coming in uh we've got kenny perry so he was announced yesterday, and he's mm -hmm. going to be the associate head coach and the special teams coach. Uh, he comes from SMU, and he's mm -hmm. had a history with uh, Joey McGuire. So they link up here at Texas Tech. And then Josh Bookbinder uh, as the secondary coach. Bookbinder, like Bookbinder. Bookbinder, yeah, Bookbinder. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I was like, did I mispronounce that? Or <laughs> no, no, no. You, you, I laughed you, yesterday and I saw it. I was like, it's just you, you, you got it. Name. I feel like that's one of those people that like got got picked on for his last name, so he just got really fucking right. tough. Yeah. So he comes in as our secondary coach. He was over at Baylor, and then as Dustin mentioned, DeAndre Smith, our running backs coach. He he's also returning, which is notable because his son plays quarterback for us. So yeah, um, that that's big. I, I guess. I haven't seen really any reporting that he's going to go with Sonny to law tech. Um, but the, I guess that would be something to maybe monitor if Sonny wanted to make a big move. That could be something he does is he takes that coach and maybe Donovan with him there. But um, other than that, you know, that's kind of the main things we've been notified of so far. We still now have to await an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator. So, yeah too big positions to be filled. I think there is a little bit of a, 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 a sub t- sub context to look at this, uh, this official hire or I guess uh, continuation with, with Deandre Smith, which is we do plan on rolling with Donovan, like committing to him, I guess, as the starter for next season. Uh, not obviously not guaranteed. He's going to still have to earn it, but yeah. his, his dad being on the coaching staff just kind of shows that they're committed to moving to, to him moving forward, which I, I think is a good thing. I think the, the more reps, this kid gets the better he keeps on getting so uh, yeah. I, i'm all for it um but that does kind of wrap up the 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 football season for us uh the i guess the next thing is just waiting for the bowl game to be announced we got to wait for the conference championships to finish out and then once that done when, once that is done uh then what is it one week after all that's done then they start doing the draws or is it two it'll, it'll be like Sunday, I think, after all the conferences. Oh, right yeah. after. Why did I think it was a four? Yeah, oh, most these schools kind of know where other people are picking whatever and yeah. how it's going to kind of fall. Not, uh, what was it? Somebody, somebody I, I, I said, I, I read was hearing that we might uh, have a shot at the Liberty Bowl uh, against, yeah. against uh, South Carolina. Yeah, there's a lot of Liberty Bowl buzz, and if you do that, you'd play against an SEC team. So there's several teams kind of in that mix, and then I think the other one, uh, I can't remember the name of it. It's some new bowl, so it's not. Uh, no idea. The name doesn't stick out to me, but uh, so there's a couple opportunities out there that either going to get some travel in. It looks like. Cool. I'm 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 looking forward to it, and, and I'm just happy to be back at a bowl game. Uh, the last one that I went to was, I think Dustin was there too. That was, yikes! That that was rough. Was that that was playoff Lenny's uh, last year in the in college football, right? And yeah, oh yep. yeah, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't really so, care what we get. I'm just glad we're back in it. Get true. a month of practice. Just, we 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 got yeah. the sli- we got the slick shoes laced up. We're ready. Um. So. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to the next topic, which is Texas Tech basketball. And they're rolling. Uh, I mean, uh, I can't say enough about how, how impressive we look on the offensive side of the ball. Defensive, uh, even though these are a lot of fluff games, you know, we're, we're keeping the score down on a lot of these defense or on a lot of these opposing teams. Um, Brooks, any, any thoughts from the past two games? Uh, I mean, you, you kind of, have the ability to keep up or keep track with more of these basketball games uh, from what are you thinking after this Omaha and Lamar win? Well, Dustin was at both of these. So. Oh, did you? Was. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know what? Dustin, take the helm on this one, man. What, what yeah, are your Dustin was, 
I mean, yeah, it's impressive how how our offense is so rolling right now. I mean, 96 and 89 points. But what I love the most, probably the second most about this team. What I love the most about this team is we're freaking huge. You're going to hear yeah. me say that a freaking lot this year. But we get scoring from a variety of guys. I mean, the Omaha game, TJ Shannon had 18. The last game against Lamar, it was the Kevin O'Banner game. Like, and O'Banner had one point in the Omaha game. Like, we get such variety from so many guys. And it looks right now, I know it's still early with how many guys we brought in, how many moving parts there was, but it looks like we have a very unselfish group of guys that that's doable to pull off. Like, usually, I mean, you don't get a lot of guys that can go score just one point in the previous game and then come out and start lighting it up. And I think he hit his like first three three pointers, had ten points real quick. Up short, Bacho adds a rebound. Good lord, sorry. Go ahead, man. You can just get it from so many, so many ways. And I think Donis Arms is kind of starting to come into his own, and just gives us another guy who was struggling the first couple of weeks. He was just kind of trying to fit in, maybe get used to some things, basically, but. We are deep. We are big. We have a variety of options. We're inside and outside. Like it's almost limitless at this point. And we played both these games without Kevin McCuller. True. Um, I mean, Brooks, what 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 what, do you, what is your impressions? How are we how are we looking going into kind of kind of we're we're, we're going to start hitting some rough games here pretty soon. Um, but what are your thoughts so far? Yeah, so that's kind of one of the notable things I want to point out is the last two games without McCuller is we've had one game with everybody, you know, available to you. So that's kind of that was kind of a bummer when you found out that McCuller was sick and wasn't going to be able to play because you were hoping that these games you could mesh everybody in. But, you know, we hung tight without him like we did well. And yeah, Dustin mentioned it, our offense. And it's weird because it doesn't feel like we're scoring like that no. many points. And then all of a sudden you look up and you're like, man, how, how do we already have like 50 at half? Least amount we've scored so far is 84. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It, it, you'll just kind of be like, man, we have a, like a offensive lull for a couple minutes. You're like, why aren't we scoring? Yeah. yeah. And it feels like we should have no points. And then you look up and you're like, wow, you're at 52 points at halftime or you're at 70 points with 10 minutes remaining in the game. So there's just a lot to be impressed by what this offense can do. And yeah, you're not reliant on one person and you're, you're not, I don't know what that was. Yeah, I don't know you're, not get, you're not getting, um, it's not like you're having somebody pour in, like have to pour in 30 points for you to get this. You know, a lot of teams are super reliant on it's on somebody to, are going to have to score 30 points for them to reach this number. Yeah. You're getting guys that are just scoring like 18 points, but you have five different dudes averaging double figures. So, um, yeah, it's exciting to watch a team like this that has an offense and weapons like this and, and use them accordingly and not just, you know, load up on defense where we're doing things offensively to get guys shots, to get guys looks. It looks like Terrence TJ Shannon has, a green light who's shooting 50% oh, from three so far this year. So the thing that we always said, quick and he's got range on that too. It's like, they're telling him, Hey, you got to shoot four or five threes a game and he's doing it and he's making him at 50%. So if you would have told me at the beginning of the season, your best three point shooter is going to be TJ Shannon. <laughs> All right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Um, 
it's just a lot of exciting things on that end and defense is still feels like it's a work in progress but they're getting um, better they they're getting they're, better they're, they're improving yeah they're improving uh, so. I, I think i think a couple of key points to take away from the defense on this is uh they're they're starting to work their way to the three point line a little better uh yeah the, uh, we're facing lesser teams, sure, but sure. we're getting to that three-point line better. Twenty uh, percent from three from three points for Omaha, and uh, thirty-six, which is a little little high, but not not bad at all defensively from Lamar. Yeah. The main reason that was high is Lamar had a really good three-point shooter who was just right. like light, lighting it up for a little bit. And yeah, which, other which, than him, there was hardly anything. Which you can't help, but 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 the point still being. They're, that the defense is starting to find their yeah. rhythm, and they're starting to kind of gel with with uh, with the three point line coverage. And and uh, again, you can't, you can't say it enough. This team is, is is putting up really high point volume, and the defense from Mark Adams is starting to show. So like mm-hmm. this is going to be pretty. This is going to be really pretty. But uh, we do kind of kind of move on here. I mean, these were just two two easy quick games. Obviously, uh, both of these last two teams have a combined record of like. Uh, like one and one and eleven, I think total. So like, not too much weight to put on those. It's more of like how our f- offense and how our defense is gelling. Uh, but we do have a matchup going up against Providence, and uh, this this might be the first little little bit of a uh, li- little bit of a test for the for the Tex Tech Red Raiders. Uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be away for this one, but uh, Brooks. What is your thought uh, thoughts on the on the Wednesday game coming up tomorrow um, at Providence? What do you think? Yeah, so some quick notes on Providence, real quick. Uh, they're currently six and one. They have two pretty impressive wins already on their resume. They beat Wisconsin and they beat Northwestern. Mm. Uh, their leading scorer, Nate Watson, averaged seventeen points per game and. News that we found out today, their starting point guard is going to miss this game. So that benefits us. Uh, but they're, you know, a, a solid team that that's going to compete. They have some big guys, so it's going to take a good effort to keep them uh, from beating you inside. Um, our rebounding numbers so far this season have been fantastic. So I'm curious to see how those hold up when you're playing a much better competition. I'm curious to see what our offense does when you're playing much better uh, competition as well. Are we still going to be able to put up 80 points? Are we still going to be able to uh, like dominate on that end of the floor? Uh, If we want to be a good team, I would expect us to be able to go in and handle that. But ultimately I'm interested to see what this team does on the road against a good, a good team in a hostile environment. Who's the guys who are going to step up? Who's the guys that Mark Adam trusts? What's the lineups? Uh, if this is a close game, who's in there uh, making plays? Who's taking the shot? So we're going to learn a lot about us this next week, especially with the Providence and then the game following that. But, you know, I'm, I'm just excited to see us play like a real team. Uh, ultimately, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I'm I'm ready for and to figure out a lot about who we are. Uh, I mean, Dustin, what's your take there? I mean, uh, again, Providence is, is, is not a joke. Their only loss is against Virginia. Um, what, what, what are you thinking going into this game tomorrow? Yeah, we finally get a real legit team in basketball game. I'll be most interested to see how the roster and the minutes shake out now that we're playing a real team. 
We have a lot of guys floating around the 20-minute mark for games, which is great. We're deep. We've played a lot of guys, a lot of minutes. And how does that start to slim down in his games with Tennessee and Providence that are good? Um, who's he trust on the floor? Who's Is it the guy that's hot? Is it just guys that are not making mistakes? If you do make a mistake, are you out automatically? Do you get some leeway? Like those are the decisions that the head coaches have to start making, and we'll see how Mark Adams handles that and how this shakes out. I think we're going into it with a very good deep roster, so that helps. I'm not scared to put anybody on the floor necessarily, um, especially with the other guys that would probably be around people. So we'll see how that works out, but I'm not scared of Providence necessarily. I think this is kind of going to be our coming out party for once. Uh, I think there's a lot of people voting wise that are still doubting our, our new roster. Um, and I think we're better than what people are giving votes for. Very fair point there. Uh, I, but I, I, I think the coming out party is, is the main story here. Uh, this is our shot to start establishing ourselves in 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 the uh, in the NCAA for what the three of us are are, are very confident in. Uh, I think the three of us are pretty pretty much on the same page here, where we're just like this team is going to be good. Um, but here's where they get to prove that. This is the first shot to get to prove that this Providence team has had some good matchups already. So. Um, Definitely our chance to showcase what we've done, what we've got going on here in Lubbock. Uh, but the next game, the next game is going to be even harder and a bigger jump. Uh, mm-hmm. But oddly enough, uh, I, I, I still think the chances are just as equal that we have a good game against Tennessee. Um, but Brooke, or Dustin, sorry, I meant to go to Dustin on this one. Uh, what are you looking forward to on this Tennessee game? I mean, this is number 13. They're 5-1. They're and one. Their only loss coming to Villanova. Uh, they they beat you know North Carolina kind of early on in the season. Uh, what what do you think of this volunteer team and uh, the fact that we got to go play them at home for them? Yeah, this will be one I look to see how our guys, especially all these new pieces coming from smaller schools and whatnot, handle handle the big lights and the big scene. Yep. And against a, another legit, super legit team that's been very far in the tournament recently and has mm-hmm. a bonafide head coach i mean this is this is the real test i mean providence is just a warm-up test this is see who you are and who can play under the big lights because that's what's going to matter you know in three three and four more months from now um so i'm really interested to see how they can handle madison square garden and playing a legit sec top sec team oh that is true um and I think you, you you put that really well. Uh, handling the spotlight, I think, is is, is is really well put on this. The Providence game is, is, is going to be a big skill matchup, but this volunteer team is going to be kind of our first in the big spotlight. Brooks, what are you thinking about this matchup over here? Uh, I mean, Tennessee looking solid, having a good year so far. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, excited for this opportunity. Like anytime you get to play a big game in Madison Square Garden, that's that's huge. That's a great opportunity. Yeah. It's cool for these guys to play in those types of games. Uh, Tennessee, they're you know a solid team. They're obviously ranked number thirteenth in the country. They have a lot of they use a lot of freshmen. They're pretty young, um, so maybe that's something that we can take advantage of. Uh, their leading scorer Santiago Vescovi. He he 
you know, puts up about 16 points a game. So there's nothing off that jumps off the stat sheet for them to me. That's that screams, Hey, we can't compete with these guys. So for me, I'm looking at these next two games like, all right, can we go in there like a split? If we come out of that one-on-one and we really, really compete with Tennessee, look like we belong, like I'll be feeling pretty good about ourselves. If we come out two and oh, like that, I think that's going to change kind of the trajectory of what you think this team is going to be um if they win both of those games and then you know vice versa if you lose both of those two games i I think there's real some real cause for concern but ultimately just looking forward to this opportunity uh to play there excited for our guys and and hope on a big stage like that that they step up and yeah this time we're doing the show next week we're we're gonna know a lot about us and i'm just i'm more excited for that than what we've seen so far is because what we've seen so far is great but you know why we're not ranked is because we're playing a bunch of crappy ass teams yeah, and right. so sure, sure. you're not going to get respect because you're playing omaha yes. or lamar and so right. here's your chance to earn go out and earn that respect and i hope we put it together and put together two great games and come away feeling really damn good about ourselves i like it uh really well put actually just bunch of crap teams we're not going to get the respect so i think this is this is our moment to kind of figure like out everybody else is gonna playing be. tough games yeah. everybody else has been playing tough games so you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt over teams who've but, like beaten somebody so yeah but your chance i'm also not i'm not upset about that either i think this team needed no, some time yeah. with the fluff games to gel and i think if we would have just been throwing them into the wolves then uh the, the you, you might see some yeah, confidence yeah. issues out of these new yeah, guys I, I think the scheduling has been great for us, especially with the fact that we haven't had anybody like our whole team healthy until really now. So, um, Um, so yeah, no, good. Great. Great points though there. Um, So the last point here, uh, expectations for the upcoming week of games. Uh, I mean, we, we, you kind of talked about that a little bit there with, you know, us either, either Oh, and two or two and Oh, or one and one. It's that it's going to be very telling as to what kind of team we have at this point of the season, not for the season entirely, but right. for this point of the season where we're at right now, because I still think uh, the, 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 these Mark, the Mark Adams defenses get better as they go. And so I think with more time, the more they kind of get used to the, to the, to how to play here and how to play with, with Texas tech, uh, the better we're going to get, because we can obviously, put points on the board and that's 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 what we were strongly lacking last year so excited about that excited about these opportunities um but that does a wrap up i think uh the discussion for club red this week uh make sure guys everybody listening out there make sure you do follow us on instagram spotify hit us with the five star rating on uh, on not on instagram on on iTunes and Spotify, I know as you, you get a you can comment five stars on you can you know what please if you if <laughs> okay if you hear this do we have any uh, do we have any t shirts left you bet okay if you hear this part of the episode and you comment the word five stars or you put five star emojis yeah. in the comments on any of our next posts <laughs> we'll 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 send you a shirt all right this is this is a test. To see who yeah. stuck it out to the end of this episode. Uh, so make sure, follow us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify. If it is on iTunes, give us a five-star review and the drop the rating below. Hit us up on the social media pages. Twitter, we're at tailgate underscore talks. Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you ever want to find any one of us in particular, uh, 
at Dustin Wimmer 22 for Dustin, Brooks at Calvin B. Barrett, and me at Blanca where the L's a one. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Uh, hopefully, we got some good news and good stuff to talk about with these Texas Tech uh, Red Raiders on the basketball side. But until then, we'll see you all later. Here it goes. Tied at 38, three seconds to go, 62-yard try. Garibay has his foot into wow. it. It may be long enough. It is good! It is good! It is good! Jonathan Garibay has won the game with a 60-